The Riley Report is brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, a network that is unlike any other network you will run into in the sports and media world. That is because we are what they aren't. How are we doing? We are back. This is the Riley Report, brought to you by Belly Up Sports, and it feels good to be back. Episode two, first episode went really well, got a lot of great feedback, a lot of support from friends, family, and new fans of the show. Um, Feedback is definitely something I want all the time, just to be better, grow as a podcast, and as as a fan base. So some of that feedback... Is going to be incorporated in this episode right now. Uh, I have a couple new segments. Um, there's talks about a co-host possibly in the near future. I do have a guest on today, um, a good friend and a co-worker at Belly Up Sports, Zach Mack. He uh, is a part of a many podcasts, and one of them is the Puck Puck Pass that I mentioned last episode. He'll be on here. We'll be trying out some new a new segment, and he'll be talking about hockey, the playoffs, round robin, everything like that. Um, the podcast will be, the plan is Wednesdays and Fridays, so expect to be, uh, your ears to be blessed with my voice on Wednesdays and Fridays, that's the plan, and I will hope to stick to it, but first we're going to start off today um, with a little, uh, pers- we're going to every Wednesday I'm going to hit you with a little personal update of my life, good or bad, goofy or sad, I don't know. Whatever, but two personal updates is your boy got a new apartment, split, uh, got a little three roomer with a couple friends of mine. Uh, always growing up, wanted to have a nice uh, back deck and a little patio, maybe. We got that beautiful setup, uh, very close to where I currently live. Um, fooled, not not putting that out there yet. Don't want any you know crazy fangirls or fan guys. Uh, haunting me down and looking me up, but yeah, so new place, very excited, um, have my own bathroom, man, moving up in the world, cannot complain, um, but yeah, very excited about that, and then next is kind of very, very terrible, and it's West Virginia and Florida State in the Superdome in Atlanta, the Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta is not happening, I'm very disappointed. We had a huge group of my friends from West Virginia, uh, a lot of alumni going down, booked, already had our hotels booked, tickets bought, flights booked, really excited for it. COVID strikes again, and we are not able to uh, have this trip. It was actually going to be part of my one friend's bachelor party, so things were going to get for sure rowdy. Uh, Yeah, but it's, it's a shame. I was really looking forward to eating Chick-fil-A on a Saturday in a football stadium and just experiencing Atlanta. Experiencing Atlanta just like the Marlins may or may not have done while they were there on their pit stop up to uh, Philadelphia. But, yeah, no, it's it's a shame that these big games, these little uh, kickoffs, the example here is the Chick-fil-A kickoff are getting canceled. Um, I don't know how that works because I know they're scheduled so far in advance. I don't know how they, I don't think they can just move it, so I don't know how we're going to figure that one out. But it's a shame. I was looking forward to West Virginia 
kicking uh, Florida State's ass, whatever the Seminoles even who I mean, is their coach still there? I know the players are quitting on him, but regardless of who their coach is, listen to this. So my one friend who purchased all the tickets for the game, um, just some student, no, maybe not student, general admission tickets that are like the cheap, cheaper, I guess, 60, 70 bucks one. West Virginia sends him an email, and this is what it is in regards to the ticket purchasers. Ticket purchasers for the Chick-fil-A kickoff game against FSU have the opportunity to convert their payment to a tax-deductible contribution to the Mountaineer Athletic Club in support of the Student Athlete Scholarship Fund, or credit the amount to a future ticket purchase by clicking here to select their option before August 9th. These people are really trying to have all the ticket sales go toward the Mountaineer Athletic Club. Sure, I guess you might as well give a shot and maybe some people will be lazy and not want the credit. But you just canceled this huge game. And now you just want to like not refund us the money. And the credit option's even worse too. It's like, what? What do you, credit options are the worst. Just refund people, get over it, give them their money back, and they'll go to the next one. Don't credit it because then that means... It's still your money, and you're just waiting for it, us to spend it on you. That's just blasphemy. Q Stephen A. Blasphemy. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why you got to just give the people their money back. Chick Fil A Classics over. Kick off whatever it's called. It's over. Done with. Move on. Give the fans their money back. All right. Enough about me. Back to sports that aren't just relevant to me, but relevant to everyone, and that would be the headlines. So we're going to dive into some topics that are going around right now, Um, some things that everyone's really talking about that I kind of want to have my opinion put out on, and we'll see what you guys think. Uh, But first up, is it's opt-out season. Uh, I don't understand, like, the whole word opt-out, I I don't know enough about it. Are these players getting money? How much are they money money they're getting for opting out? And I guess in a sense they're not they're just opting out because they're planning on coming back at some point. Can you just come back whenever? Don't understand all the logistics behind opting out, but it's opt out season. I mean, you got Yonessa Cespedes from the Mets not even telling them that he's opting out. Just packed his bags, said peace, I'm out, sayonara, adios. And I'm kind of on board with him doing this opting out. He just technically Irish goodbye said, fuck you to the Mets. I don't need to tell you guys that I'm in or out. I'm just packing up my things and leaving. Definitely an alpha move. Kind of disrespectful. Like I said, the Mets are one of the worst organizations. They are a laughing stock. They are the Knicks of the MLB. The NBA's Knicks version is just like, who the hell cares? They're just this big, hyped-up New York team that never comes through. Um, but yeah, Cespedes, do whatever you need to do, I guess, because baseball is probably going to opt out as a whole sport here soon based off of all the things going on, including the freaking Cardinals who have now stepped their game up and have outdone the Marlins, who Derek Jeter on the record says that his, yeah, sure, his guys, uh, his Marlins players in Atlanta Maybe like didn't like live up to their standard, but they didn't go out. They went out to grab some milk or coffee. I saw someone tweet out about 
Who the hell goes out to grab milk these days? That doesn't even exist. If you go out, you're going out for more than milk. If you're going out for just milk, then you're about like 85 years old. And the only reason why you're going out for milk is because it's something to do and you don't know what else to do. So get out with this crap of you're going out to get a gallon of milk. Yeah, what did you do in Atlanta? I grabbed a gallon of milk. Get out of town. Bullshit. Anyways... Derek Jeter can do whatever or say whatever he wants about his Marlins players. Now, you got the St. Louis Cardinals. In, I don't even, they were in, they went somewhere and wherever they were, they went to a casino. A freaking casino. What are they all playing slots? It's probably the most, you got to touch the slots every other time. Your, your hands are out there, your contamination, everything. Or even if you're playing a little craps, I'm sure that, I mean, I'm sure that I guess they're sanitizing the dye, but I don't know, probably not the smartest idea. Well, they come out and say like, what are the Cardinals going to come out? Owners going to say, well, they actually were just going to the casino to get a cup of coffee or a glass of milk from the casino. Cause we all know that's not true. If you want to go to the 7-Eleven to get coffee, if Derek Jeter thinks that, sure. But you're not going to just going to a casino to get no damn gallon of milk. So, I that's that, that you can't be this stupid MLB. Like you don't have a bubble. That doesn't mean that you get to go out and do what you want. You don't get to go to a casino. You still have to stay put. Or like I said, the MLB is going to opt out this season, and there will be no there will be no winner. All right. So up next is the first ever guest on the Riley Report, and that is Zach Mack. Let's do this. All right, we have the first guest of the Riley Report, the one and only, I teased you yesterday, Zach Mack from Puck Puck Pass. What's up, Belly Up? You see him on Belly Up Fantasy. He's all over the place. Um, but, yeah, thanks for coming on, Zach. Appreciate you for having me, Mark. I'm excited. I'm excited to see this show uh, get off the ground, first and foremost. But uh, excited to be here, and uh, it should be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited as well. So uh, what we're going to do today is a new segment. I feel like I'm going to have a lot of new segments, as I, as Zach just said, get this off the ground. Today's segment is uh, a little nostalgia from probably most of the people listening. Childhood is Deal or No Deal. Shout out Howie Mandel and <laughs> the show that rarely won anybody money because I feel like towards the end they were always winning pennies. But uh, basically I'm going to have a topic and we'll decide on if it's a deal or no deal as in like, you're going to end up taking a deal and then vice versa. Obviously, that's how it works. So first topic is we're going to go We're gonna go pretty, pretty deep to start, and it's would you give up your favorite sport, I'm assuming for you NHL, me, NFL, to get rid of the dreaded COVID? So I'll let you get off first. Favorite sport, gone forever to get rid of COVID-19. Yeah, mine's a very selfish no deal. Uh, and for me, it's because, as you mentioned, the NHL would be my, yes, my, my favorite league, um, and hockey being my favorite sport. Uh, I grew up playing hockey, so a lot of people that I was around were, were hockey players, coaches, trainers, equipment managers, you know, you know the deal. Um, so a lot of, you know, a lot of who I am is, is the people I interacted with when I was a child. So hockey's always been a part of my life, and I can, I just, I cannot, I know it sounds like a cliche, but I literally can't imagine life without hockey. Um, and I can very much imagine life with COVID. And, um, you know, as bad as it, as it is, 
Uh, I'd rather I'd rather have my hockey than no COVID. Yeah, I hate that you went that direction because like at least one of us could have been the good guy. But I'm saying no deal as well. Like I'm saying all the I'm I'm saying all the things right now. Like baseball can I'm a huge baseball fan. I, that has to end for it to happen. Obviously, the bubble situations are seem to be working. So that but like we're playing full seasons and giving up football. And I actually talked about it earlier in the podcast. Just like the winter and just like all the stuff that you look forward to in the colder times is mainly because of sports or football and even like hockey towards the end of like towards actually main time of winter. Um, I couldn't do it. I hate COVID, but the, the thought of knowing COVID will go away is definitely trumps over not having football for the rest of my life. Like I said, there's a lot of things that I would probably give up right now to get rid of this nonsense, but I don't think getting rid of football which there's a good chance it might not even happen this year with all these freaking guys opting out but yeah i'm right there with you i can't give up my childhood what i've grown up with like just because of something that hopefully will be gone by the end of the year yeah and that's the thing you know he's uh covid it's like you you, you assume it's gonna go away and we've lived through pandemics like ebola swine flu and stuff like this so we've done this before you know it's like there probably is no like for me there's no other hockey for you you know there is no other football you know like you yeah. could probably watch rugby or whatever but i mean i'm sure i could find something but it's just like even getting into like gambling and stuff as i go or like i live i will i will say this till the day i die now live betting is my go-to baylor was winning 23 to oklahoma drunkenly live bet uh oklahoma to come back and win one now i'm addicted so uh <laughs> yeah, all right that's the first one next one we'll go a little this, i think we're going to be on the same page with this as well but if the I cash is like a very like rare thing you find everyone's paying with card and I actually had a like debate with this back in college but do you or deal or no deal that if you could get rid of cash completely just to go to plastic card or whatever they're made out of these days would you just be like yeah I'm cool with cash being out I think so I think I would take deal on that um, I thought about this one a little bit and I it I mean, the elephant in the room for me is, you know, marijuana is about to be legal. So if, if that's the case, then I, there really is nothing I need cash for anymore. So, I, yeah, I think I'd be okay with this one. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to change it up, just like make it different, but get rid of it. Like it will never, the problem is, is there's so much of it out there that it's not going to just be able to poof unless somebody like, you imagine going to like a 7-Eleven being like, here's my five bucks. And they're like, nah. That's not worth shit anymore. Like, we're good. Like, that's not even worth anything, which is funny because think about it. Cash is also a bunch of bullshit. Like, that piece of paper that has five on it's worth less than a 20. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, especially with Venmo and, like, all these different avenues to, like, get money to other people, I definitely think, yeah, deal on cash. I'm good on that. Um, but, yeah, so then the third one and final one, this one is kind of – I feel like we might be on the same page as well, but it's also like depends on how you want what you consider happiness in your life. And do you have the chance to do whatever you want, possibly work for belly up sports for the rest of your life or in that type of like field, but only can make up to hundred K never like surpass that. You can't do anything on the side to surpass that. But if you have like a partner to love one anything that makes money they can also obviously add on to your 100k would you do a job knowing the max you could ever make is 100k 
this was so weird for me because I'm not at all like where I am in my life, not money motivated. So, but I think I don't think ever being able to get over 100k, it's kind of a milestone. Mine, I think I would forego being guaranteed my dream job for the ability to make over 100k just because that's what I want to do in my life. I want to make over 100k at some point, and yeah. it's very stupid because i'm not money motivated and all i would use my extra money for is to supplement people making money at jobs that i think they deserve more money yet and because i think a lot of like well, a lot of philanthropists do is they just they buy people's college or they buy their car or, or they buy them something like that like why don't you just take somebody who's underpaid and add a hundred dollars to their paycheck or add two hundred dollars to their paycheck every month like that's what i would do if i was making too much money and plus if i was making stupid money i could probably go do whatever i wanted anyways so yeah, that, I would go with it. I mean, if you ask me this in five, 10 years and I'm not working my dream job yet, I'm probably like, I'll take my dream job. Out of it. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I mean, I, I feel like the naive person in me right now is saying deal on that job. Like my whole motto always is like, look forward to five days rather than the two days on the weekend. And I go, I mean, sports and or media, since I've been a part of Valley Up is more interesting than any accounting job, any job in the business field that I ever, and I'm just going to, I think I would say deal, take this job, go to work, enjoy it every day. No, I'm making, I'm like, now this is also saying like, I'm getting to hundred K pretty quickly. Like I'm not just like working five years to get to hundred K. It's like, boom, making that hundred K love of my life. Hopefully I have a wife or whatever one day that's also making good money that <laughs> I can just be like, yeah, I'm doing what I love. Hopefully you are too, but you're also making big bucks. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd rather, yeah, because you can't even invest that money, I guess, in this scenario to make more off of that 100K. Like, it is definitely tough, but I'm going to go on the deal with, give me what I want to do for the rest of my life, and then I'll figure out the how to be happier other than my job. Yeah, you probably have your priorities a lot straighter than I do. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. This is a random New Girl reference. Do you ever watch New Girl? No. I've been told to watch it a couple times, but yeah. So I never watched it either. A lot of people told me to finally did it. And the one character, Nick Miller, who I compare myself to is like the guy that like seems like he has it figured out, but also doesn't at all. So like <laughs> convinces himself he's fine. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in the same boat, which is why I feel like I'd be like, <laughs> like I can pull off that I have it all figured out. But then at the end of the day, like I, I, I don't, but yeah, no, I'm still taking hundred K doing whatever I love and then hoping I have somebody on the side that can make some more money as well. Um, so yeah, that's, that's uh, the first go at deal or no deal. I feel like could have had some more topics, but for like first go around of things, learning, improving as we go up next is a question that I don't even know if you've noticed or you have noticed, but I've been checking out your Twitter recently oh, God. and I pay attention for some reason to profile pictures. <laughs> <laughs> And you've been very inconsistently consistent with changing your profile picture. And I'm wondering the what's going on and the theory behind this. Yeah, so it all started with when I cut all my hair off and I was looking at my Twitter and I was like, I need an updated picture. But I'm not the kind of guy who just like takes a picture of himself like <laughs> at all times. I don't, like, I know guys take selfie a day and put it on Snapchat or whatever. Like I'm not, I'm not one of those guys. So like I wasn't about to like take a picture of myself and put it up on Twitter and look like some boomer who just snapped himself. <laughs> but 
And then I kept, I just kept not liking it. And then I was like, I'm going to roll with the Oilers picture for the playoffs. And then the Oilers lost game one. And I hated the way I looked in the picture. So I was like, I'm going to change it again. And I don't even know what I'm on right now. I, I think your dog, I think your dog's in it and you're holding yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's been back and forth. I think, I think I just changed it maybe today, actually. So it's funny you asked to like me in front of a microphone or something. So. Yeah, yeah. I, to be honest with you, there's really no good answer other than I cut my hair and then didn't like anything I picked after the hat. Also, cutting your hair, I called you out on this and we had like a message maybe a week ago. Bold move, cutting the locks right before hockey comes back. Unless you're planning on growing that shit back quick for the playoffs. I mean, I understand the round robin's going on, but like you cut the playoff hair. I, I, you're not, you don't got a beard, so the hair is going to be your playoff thing. I was very shocked by the cutting of the hair. Unless yeah. it's for side professional things, which would make sense, but just got it tired of it, huh? Yeah, I mean, boss man kept hinting, at, hinting that I had to, like, clean up my hair somewhat in the workplace. But I kept telling him, like, he never flat out said it. So I was like, until he flat out says it, I'm not going to go and do it. So uh, I was going to make him I was gonna make him say the words. But, yeah, I just got uh, – I got to be honest with you, Mark. It was the most frustrating internal battle I've ever had with myself. Do I cut this? Do I cut this? And, unfortunately, you know, the, the flow didn't account for a, a, a viral pandemic. So – I was hoping to have it there for the playoffs. I did have it there for what would have been the playoffs. Unfortunately, like you said, I don't have it now for what is the playoffs. It's got to feel good, though. Like I I know people that have grown out the hair. I never – I mean, I had the Beebs hair back in, like, freshman year of college, cut that, and I was like, wow, this is the greatest thing ever. You don't have to deal with it anymore. It's a lot, like, more free than you wake up, and your hair is pretty often more fine than not. But – so, you yeah, know, I mean, I understand the, the concept, and – the, the pettiness of yourself to like, yeah, boss man, you never technically said the word. <laughs> it's, uh, it's right up your alley. But anyways, back to what you're really here for. And we were just talking about NHL full swing. And man, it started off hot. Like those round robin games, you got the avalanche winning by 0.1 seconds, which is, I didn't think even imaginable. Technology is crazy that can even catch a frame at that much. Dario <laughs> uh, sort of tweeted out like this, if I was playing any of my buddies in NHL, the video game, my controller would be through my TV, my wall. Like, if that's how I lost was on a .1 seconds, you'd be seeing nonsense. But other than that, yeah, I mean, I feel like hockey's coming in strong. Uh, my Flyers, whoo, where's KJ at to be tweeting? <laughs> I, that man, to be moving for, to move from Michigan down to here, to the hatred that he – like, I almost feel like – He's a fan of Philly in the sense of how much he's a hatred fan. Like he needs Philly also to keep yeah. himself. Warm. That's a very good point. He does. He does. He he has nothing to bitch about if, if Philly doesn't exist. I don't think. But uh, yeah, you mentioned the. I want to bring it up to you because I want to bring it up to a non-hockey, like a non-like avid hockey guy. The point one seconds because I love that you brought that up. We have this 24. It looks almost like a March Madness bracket. We get a buzzer beater to go along with it. It's almost like it's like here's your March Madness in August. But would you because basketball's got the you know, you go from point one to point zero and the basketball board lights up. Would you like would you be up for the post or something lighting up when it hits zero zero? Or is that too much of a distraction at the end of every period for something that rarely ever happens? Well, so what what lights up now is like the big buzzer horn right like right yeah it's behind the glass but you can't see it on like if you're watching instant replay it does not the light's not there when yeah the puck i don't think it would hurt i don't know if i don't like i mean the play is over so it's not like it's distracting anyone um i like 
the thing that's the only thing that sucks about hockey is like you can't have other than what just happened, you cannot have a legit buzzer beater because it's not like when it leaves a stick, it's right across the post. Because the only reason why that is is because ricochets and deflections that all happen in hockey, so you can't be like, oh, like that's a buzzer beater. But I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed, I guess, to the net or like. I guess like right next to where the water bottles are having a little light that just kind of yeah. gives them like an idea. Yeah. I don't think it could hurt, but yeah. I mean, the fact that hockey rarely, if ever does have a buzzer beater and then they just did, it's pretty crazy. Like you said, cause this is the closest thing hockey's had to like a March man. That's right. like, we're at, we need this type of like, we need these type of actions to happen in the sports right now to keep it even. I mean, obviously everyone's pumped, but it also feels kind of like a preseason game, but yeah, no, I mean, I think I'd be about it. But other than the, uh, the buzzer beaters, uh, what are your thoughts on how it's going? I know your picks have been through the roof, whichever way you're if you're standing on the roof because they're going down through the roof. Uh, what are your thoughts on how hockey's going other than your marvelous picks? Yeah, so, yeah, like you mentioned, it started over the weekend. It was bazonkers. We did, it, we did our uh, uh, first episode back last week for Puck Puck Pass. Uh, like you mentioned uh, when I first came on, uh, post puck puck pass, check that out. We did our picks for Saturday, and then um, I took to Twitter for my next picks. And <laughs> that's your first. So it's day. documented on paper. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, and it went embarrassingly bad. The first day I was 0 for six, and then the next day I started 0 for three. So I got nine in a row. And Jackson he used to be his belly up. You know, he obviously loved to to pump in the the stats on how likely it was for me to get that many in a row wrong. So I, I had it off. It was like points one percent likely. So uh, killing it in one day, in one in one way or another. But it has been crazy. It just goes to show you. I mean, I, these guys are in a bubble and they're coming back after a layoff. It's you just don't know what's gonna happen. Hockey's already like that, especially when you get to the playoffs. So it's been crazy. It's been everything everything that we wanted uh you know you would like some sort of predictability out of the playoffs but you, you don't want total predictability so um you know there's teams like the Leafs who are struggling they're playing the Blue Jackets they lost the first game right now they're getting they're dominating the Blue Jackets in shots but they can't get anything on the board so it's nothing nothing and that's just that's just the way hockey goes sometimes so um you know I've got I put my picks on here I've got Colorado and Pittsburgh in the finals I'm sticking to that until <laughs> until they both get probably bouncing playing around <laughs> yeah, I was, I, my follow-up question was be who do you have? Because what last year was it? Last year the was it who's the eight seed that ended up going and doing that? Was it the Predators? It was it was the black the Blue Jackets. They Blue beat, Jackets. beat the they beat the the Leafs. Actually, both eight seeds won last year uh, in the first round. The Blue Jackets lost in the second round. I can't remember if the Avalanche won in the second round as well, but. Um, yeah, it's the Blue Jackets did it to the the Lightning last year, and like I just mentioned them, they're almost about to do it to the Leafs this year. So it's they're going to be labeled the monster killers, I think. Oh, I remember that too, because the Lightning had what one of the greatest seasons ever. Yeah. And then just couldn't. They got swept, right? I think it was four zero. They got yeah. It was. Yeah. Playoff hockey is a different beast. I always say like I'm not the biggest hockey truther. Like I'm a Flyers fan, but I'm not going to say I sit here and watch the Flyers during the regular season. But when it comes to playoffs, falling on the Flyers also any other game because you got these like hockey players are different breed they go out there they play for blood they'll do whatever it takes to win and the contact and the speed is just unlike any other especially if you ever go to any playoff games or even just a regular season game like you don't realize how big these dudes are especially on the skates and then they're just absolutely going AWOL and you have to appreciate it we, we could do a next time we'll do like a little playoff rankings uh or something like that but 
but yeah, that's all I got for you. Anything else? For you? Anything else? No, no, I would just say go check out uh, Puck Puck Pass um, on the Twitter at Puck Puck Pass Pod. We're running a uh, Stanley Cup bracket. Um, so they're doing the playing rounds like we've been talking about so far. Uh, as soon as those playing rounds are done and they've got the final 16 locked in, um, you're able to make your pick. So go sign up right now. Um, and the winner will get a uh, belly up t shirt of their choice or sweatshirt, whatever, belly up apparel, something from the shop for their choice. So that's the only thing I wanted to promote. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. And I'll make sure I put the link or something below the post of the episode or something like that. So we can get everyone that's listening to have an easy access to that. So, all right. Appreciate it, Zach Mack. And uh, hope to have you on again sometime soon. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'll, I'll be looking forward to it. That interview was brought to you by Prop Me. Prop Me underscore LLC on Twitter, which is a gaming app started by a group of a group from West Virginia. It is peer-to-peer bets and prop contests in sports, esports, iRacing, and entertainment. You want an example of what this uh, whole app's about? Let's put it this way. Imagine that you and a friend are in your favorite drinking establishment and the Mountaineers are playing Oklahoma. You open up your PropMe app and you go to their marketplace. You make a wager for, let's say, 20 bucks. The WU will be up at 7, up by 7 at the half. You instinctively know this is true because Oklahoma Sooners cannot play defense. Then, you have Kyle, some random guy who just walked in to his favorite drinking establishment, opened up his his app and saw this bet and couldn't believe it. He put this wager against the prop that you just made. In the end, Mountaineers are leading by 7 at half and you get the money immediately deposited into your account. It's that simple. Go check them out now. Prop Me LLC. All right, big thanks to Zach Mack for joining the show. That was a great little interview we had there. Also, thanks to Prop Me for the sponsorship and the great uh, peer-to-peer betting that they have going strong right now. And so, next up is another brand new segment. Really, everyone, this is kind of on the lines of, like, I got feedback saying that I needed a co-host, that we needed some... Uh, there needed to be some debate, so what better person to debate with than myself? And I love to debate both sides of arguments, so this segment is called You Be the Judge. So basically what's going to happen is I'm going to give you a topic, tell you the two sides, argue the two sides for you, and then I will post a poll on Twitter the day that this airs, and you will be the judge and tell the world what you think. And then the final answer will be the answer. And there's no take backsies. That's the final answer. And it's the right answer. So first up on you be the judge is The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has bought part of the XFL for $15 million. He's done this. He's splitting this with, I believe... Hold on. It is Danny Garcia. She is the chairman of the Garcia Companies, uh, co-founder of the Seven Bucks Pod. Seven Bucks is uh, Dwayne Johnson's, like, I think he has his own little company because I listened to some Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. I don't know why I keep calling Dwayne Johnson. The Rock's uh, motivational stuff, and he always talks about how when he got kicked out or cut from the Canadian Football League, all he had was seven bucks in his pocket. It's been motivating him since he was... Every, ever since he's, that's motivated him. So, he, along with this Danny Garcia girl and Redbird Capital, have acquired the XFL. So, what are you being the judge of? 
Well, is this a good idea? Will this work? Or is the XFL just going to flop like it did before? So, the first side that I'm going to argue is absolutely. How couldn't it work? You got one of the most likable, and if he's not liked, it's because he's so liked, if that makes any sense. He's liked because so many people see him. He's everywhere. I mean, and if you don't like him, it's because you're just jealous of what he's done and how much he does for others. But it's The Rock. I don't think, I can't see him. I mean, he pretty much was an XFL player, Canadian League, same thing. Uh, What a better time for the XFL to be back and have a, a face like him. Vince McMahon's I mean, for wrestling purposes, I don't think... I think The Rock's more of a popular and likable person than Vince McMahon. And, I mean, with all the chaos going on, football might not even happen this season. XFL's a spring thing. Boom. Perfect. By Hopefully, by spring, COVID's calmed down. You can play sports. XFL's booming. You also might not even have a college. I mean, we have the schedules coming out. All the conferences are playing in... Like 10-game conference only against your conference team. Big 12 is playing Big 12. SEC is playing SEC. Stuff like that. But you got players opting out. So a lot of, a lot of players aren't going to get opportunity to play to prove their worth in this college football season, which means they might not get drafted where they may have could have proven themselves, a.k.a. boom, go to the XFL. I think it's a good time. Not a, You can't find a much of a better time. They Even last year was a decent time, but – the, the money the the money flow wasn't coming through. We all know The Rock's got more than $7 now. So what a better time for the XFL to uh, get purchased by The Rock. And I think that that's the argument that it's a great time. On the other side of the spectrum, it's the XFL. Nobody gives a shit. It's not the NFL. It doesn't have the studs. It's the damn near G League, and the G League might be better in the NBA. NFL, I mean, college football is great just because it's the tradition and the rivalries, but in reality, the level of play isn't as good. So now you're taking the not the best players in college football or the NFL players that get cut, and you're putting them in one league. We saw how this worked. It didn't last very long. I mean, it didn't even finish for, like, that didn't finish. Well, it also didn't help that COVID happened during all this. But I don't know if it's going to work. The AAF didn't work. Who, why, why in the world would the XFL work? I just don't, I don't, I don't see it actually happening. There's very slim chance, even if it's the rock, that the XFL actually pans out. All right, up next on You Be the Judge. It is comeback season. And when I say comeback season, it is uh, star center from Iowa, Luke Garza. He is a very, 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 Luca, sorry, Luca Garza. Wow, he must be. I mean, based off the name Luca, he's already a stud. But he is returning to Iowa. It's a big hoopla. Huge, crazy, everyone's pumped. This dude averaged 23.9 points last year. Was in a very close race, I believe, at uh, the Wooden Player of the Year. I mean, he is a beast. 
Not like he's not like the do it all big guy. He shot thirty five percent from three. Not very good, but I'm sure he could get better. Uh, but now there's just all this hype. So what are you going to be the judge of? Is Iowa going to be a contender because Luca Garza came back? I'm going to side with absolutely. This is I always am fighting for the guys to come back because the teams with more experience are the teams that are going to win it when it comes to March Madness. You got a guy like Luca Garza, who is a phenomenal social media person, by the way. He posted this sweet uh, video of Wolf of Wall Street, like I'm not leaving. I'm not even leaving. Like, with Garza's face attached to it. I don't know who made it for him. If he made it for him, he might also have a career in video editing. But, I mean, you have to think Iowa. They're always a that team that nobody really wants to face. Uh, very fundamental dudes that are, if we're being honest, they're a bunch of very decently athletic white dudes, usually at Iowa. Like, that's their mold. Um, but, yeah, I think... With Garza coming back, there's a very good chance that they can make a run. I mean, there's no powerhouses, it seems like, these days because all these young dudes just can't pull it off. On the opposite spectrum, uh, you can also still be the judge, is no, it's Iowa. Iowa is not just because Garza's there, just because they're not going to pull off some crazy run. I don't care if they have one of the best players in the country. It's still Iowa. They're not – I mean, if Wisconsin couldn't pull it off all those years with uh, Kaminsky and uh, Kaning and uh, who's the tall dude that was balding? Can't think of right now. He stumbled, made a real fool of himself in the NBA. But if those guys couldn't pull it off, I don't see Iowa pulling it off. I don't care if you have Garza. I don't care what you have. I mean, you'd have to have a lot more talent than just Garza, I think. So – not happening. No Iowa win in March Madness next year. Fingers crossed that March Madness happens again. I don't know if I could go two consistent marches without it, but either way, not happening. Next up, last topic on You Be the Judge, the final topic. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., he says there shouldn't be a football season. To, like, why are we pushing it? Why are we rushing it? First argument, he's right. How how can he be right? I mean, I don't usually agree with everything OBJ says or does, but he's got a point. I mean, their training camps are different. They they're they're not they're not. It's, nothing's normal. Which you know what that means. Very very much more chance for injury. Um, there's not going to be as much like chemistry between the players. Half these poor rookies are just they have no idea what's going on there doing team practices through a freaking computer. It's not good. It's definitely a high-risk, medium-reward. I mean, yeah, does football – do we want football back? Sure. But we also don't want our stars getting hurt just because they got rushed in this season. On the other hand, no, OBJ, you're wrong. You can opt out. I don't care. Go ahead, opt out. We don't have to deal with your nonsense half the time. You're just complaining and – under not even six, like you're way too talented for the numbers you've been putting up. You've been getting hurt. So if you want to opt out, go ahead. But you are not taking football away from the fans. It is not what the world needs right now. And if football says screw it, I will be pissed. Very, very selfish, very selfish uh, argument here. 
Um, without football, I don't know how people would survive the cold. It just is, it's part of life. And if you think that, I, honestly, it just because training camp's not going on, it's on the players. They need to be working out, getting in shape, still doing things that they usually would. Hopefully, you got some veterans helping the rookies, telling them what they need to do. But you can't just cancel football because of how it's been started. If anything, you can delay the start, sure. Push back the start date, but do not, do not throw a season just because your training camp's not the same. All right, so that is the end of the first go-around of You Be the Judge. Uh, So, like I said, I'll post all three of those topics with a poll. You can be the judge. You tell me what you think. Did I argue one better than the other? Or just basically that's what you think. And it, and like I said, well, the final tally will be um, right before Friday's episode, and then we'll find out. And I'll, I'll list the who won or what choice was made and who actually – what argument won. So, yeah. All right. That wraps up episode two of the Riley Report. No final report. We're going to do final reports on Friday's episode uh, along with we'll bring back Smoker Fire, Riley's Rankings. Maybe switch something in or out, get some new things. I still got some feedback, but either way, that is the end of episode two. I appreciate everyone for listening. Uh, I look forward to hearing some feedback again. Like I said, loving the feedback, love doing this. Can't wait to keep doing more and appreciate it. Talk to you guys for That episode of the Riley Report was brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. We are what they aren't.